We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello? some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello? people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Hello, sharks. My name's Kristen Key, and I'm a comedian in charge of this podcast. And I'm seeking $18 billion in exchange for 1% of this podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Kristen Knows Blank podcast. I've got a great businessy topic podcast today of a very funny guest coming on uh we're gonna talk about uh so anyway we'll get to that hey thanks for listening thanks for watching it's gonna be a really good time while you get settled in go ahead and take a second to like follow and subscribe to this podcast yeah 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 however you're watching however you're listening there's gonna be a little button this is like follow or subscribe push that button see what happens you could get a bazillion dollars you don't know you don't know hi i'm kristen i'm the host of this crazy mess uh you can find me through my website kristenkey.com kristen with two eyes there you can follow me on all my social media join the patreon the patreon supports this show and all of my my shows and uh it's just nice we have a monthly game night a lot of fun stuff join the patreon it's worth it and i'm on cameo get a cameo from me i'm a musical comedian i play songs for everybody that gets a cameo so i uh, give a unique gift which is a cameo from me now. My guest today is a hilarious comedian. You've seen him on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's got a dry bar special that's hilarious. You may remember him for Blast Comic Standing. Hey, computer lady, play that interview with Nick Guerra. Playing interview with Nick Guerra. So Nick, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a minute. I saw you last time, I think, in uh, Long Beach? Bellflower? Uh, possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's probably the last time I did it too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and we used to do those uh, those Cochino gigs. Oh yeah, I know. I was thinking about him like two days ago. I was like, man, I wonder what he's been up to. Something popped up on my like like this time nine years ago, and I don't drink anymore. But I was like wasted somewhere in Palm Desert. I was like, oh, it's a Cochino gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The Palm Desert gig. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, did we do it together where, because uh, it's mostly military there and everybody was on call and so there was nobody at the show. Yeah, I've done I've done shows where there were people there and then where it was empty. Um, but that was one of those where I think I showed up on a party bus once. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had us in a party limo. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was groped by, uh, by an older, older woman. I'm not oh, that old, and God. I didn't mean to. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is crazy. Yeah, you'd be. It was like us, like comedians, and a bunch of cougars on a party limo with like a stripper pole in it, and you're like, oh God, please don't let anybody go. Everybody's on the pole. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a lot. It was like okay, and I. It somehow he got like a local Pizza Hut to sponsor it. I remember that. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, if Pizza Hut knew. <laughs> Oh my God. It's it's so funny. Cause, and you're so funny. I've, I've watched your career since I met you. You are so funny. And I think back at that, and I'm like, okay, okay. It just happened that we were working some of these gigs because you had no business working those gigs, but I guess that's where we all, that's where we all start, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean, you know, I've learned now it's just like, just take it before it goes, especially since, uh, since COVID it's like, just take it. Just take the gigs. <laughs> and you never know who you're going to, like, where you're going to see amazing comics around, like, the, the greater Los Angeles area. Like, I saw Fortune Feimster the very first time at this really, like, divey, divey place in Echo Park. And, like, I remember, like, the whole night I came home just, like, raving. I was like, you, this this girl is so much funnier than I am. And it was, like, pissing me off. Um, but, yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> a fun part of L.A. 
So most most comics, I mean, I guess there's a stereotype of like not great with money, um, kind of just like uh, uh, maybe self-destructive. You like when I ask you what you're super into, you you really like you're into business and uh, yes, and business television. So I'm like, and I've noticed that like you're meticulous about like like uh, you you definitely do things to advance your career that are very you're very thoughtful about your craft. Do you think that that those two go hand in hand? Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, very much so. I, I think it's funny because you said, yeah, a lot of comics are self-destructive and not good with money. Uh, I'm actually, <laughs> Sorry, what you said, I, I was like, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, well, I'm still living off of money that, uh, you know, the random money I made in 2015, I still have <laughs> in that's my awesome. bank account. So, and I've actually talking to a financial advisor to figure out because uh, I've got a lot of different places where I invest in money, like just to put it in a single place. And I think it is part of it. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed the science behind uh, any art, but stand up, obviously, since I'm in it, because it all kind of comes down to you can figure out the math behind it, the formulas behind it, uh, crowd control and all that is science, crowd psychology, even, yeah. you know, talking to people, there's a science behind it of, knowing how far you could take it by looking at their cues, knowing when the audience will be into it. Like I've learned, you know, a, a prime example is when to attack a heckler, you know? And uh, I remember early on, it was, it was like somebody would interrupt. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I could get them now. But then I learned that the crowd had to be on your side. So you would have to let that heckler interrupt about three times before you could officially address it. Cause we've always addressed it too early and the crowd is just, they're not on your side and you're like, okay, all right, then I'm the asshole. All right. Keep talking. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. You've seen that. We've all seen that. Yeah. 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 I'm, 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 uh, I'm pretty meticulous. It's and it's, yeah, I, I like a lot of business things, the socioeconomics. Uh, I like watching also, you know, I, I sent you a list of things I like watching uh, because I like kitchen nightmares, for example, Okay. is a great look into what's wrong with America. Uh, there's a lot of mediocre people who believe they could be the heads of their own company. And it's their stubbornness and their pride that ruins the their advancement. And I bring that in, in into my idea behind stand-up and even comedy clubs, why certain comedy clubs don't hit. And it usually comes down to a, to pride of the owner. You know? Do you, I've been doing this 22 years now and I don't say anything now when a club is mismanaged because there were a few years where I thought it was my job. I need to tell you what you're doing wrong with your club. And I noticed that it all, all it did was affect my relationship with the club owner differently. But I feel like as a comic doing this so long, there's a lot, like there's some things that I see, like, like we, we, we I watched Bar Rescue a lot when it was on. I know it's been off for a while. It was one of my favorite shows, a lot like Kitchen Nightmares and kind of like uh, The Prophet. Yeah. Where you go in and you see, um, when, I think when clubs give away free drinks to the comedians, that to me is a huge, like it's the first thing, like you're probably not going to do that well for a long yeah. time because you're, yeah, you're yeah. giving away two of your commodities. Like one is your alcohol and two is your talent. And if like people like me that will drink you, I'll drink you out of liquor and then I can't perform very well. Well, look, we yeah. just, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. There was a comedy club that was on Bar Rescue. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's oh Howard's place. Was that Howard's Howard, place? Howard, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howard, man, he's such, a, he's such a character. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's. Uh, I think honestly, I never told a club 
what it was doing wrong. There's maybe one You're club. Smart, recently. smart man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I'll do is if I'm like doing a bar gig or a one nighter, uh, I used to show up at 3 p.m. Like right when I would come into town, go to the venue, and then I would set it for comedy. And I would talk to the owner about this is the best way for this audience to, for any audience to enjoy a show. And that that's when I would speak up but not an actual comedy club because I'm like, well, you know, there, there's a difference between, you know, talking to a guy about one night at his place just so I make it better for me versus telling an owner of a comedy club like, you know, you should probably bring the lights down. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? See people front to back. See people front to back would be great. Yeah. yeah don't Have you thought about checks. updating the sound system? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever oh. seen certain, like, microphones where – I remember somebody had opened up a microphone once at a comedy club and it was just tartar on the inside, you know? And it's just like, you don't even think about it. Like, oh, that's right. Everyone's spit is, is just getting shot at this, this right. mesh thing. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but well, I don't know what to say to him. No, and it's like, it's just like little things that like now I'm just like, let it go, move on, like go hang out in the green room. But like yeah. I, uh, I grew up in a comedy club. My first few years, I started at 19 in Amarillo, Texas. And I remember our club owner would always get so pissed at the comics that would come in and like use the microphone as a prop and bang them on the head and drop it on the floor. And he'd be like, God, guys, you got it. Cause he was going through a microphone like every, every couple months. And now when I go to a place where like the stool's broken or like the mic stand doesn't work, I'm like, oh my God, guys, stop breaking their things. Cause they don't replace them anymore. You know, what's funny is uh, the worst thing is when it breaks on you and now <laughs> you're the one like that I'm the asshole. <laughs> yeah. So that happened to me a few times where it break and it's like, oh, Nick, I'm like, I, I didn't. What do you, you think? It was just me tonight. <laughs> right. I did it with a stool in one of the loony bins. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't me. You know, it was the 800 pound comedian that was here last week. <laughs> like... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's the guy that body slammed the stool right. in an act out. <laughs> so what is it about these people that like, like on the episodes that they, they buy a restaurant, they think they can make it run. But what, like, what is it that they're lacking? Uh, I think the biggest thing they're lacking is, uh, a singular focus, uh, which is kind of the biggest thing that, you know, Gordon Ramsay would always point out your menu's too confusing. There's too much stuff and there's no singular, like, this is what you should be. Cause I think a lot of people, when they own a business, you know, they, they're like, oh, we're going to make it a dance club. We're going to make it a restaurant and a movie theater. And it's also going to be a daycare. And they want to squeeze that lemon of everything, not just the juice, but the seeds right. and, 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 and the rind. And, uh, and that's what I notice. It's like, and I even kind of adopt that in, in standup. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the antidote and I don't even know if it truly came from him, but uh, supposedly there's a myth that a comedian asked Jay Leno, why he worked 100% clean. And Jay said, you're either 100% clean or 100% dirty. If you're in the middle, you're too clean for the dirty crowd and you're too dirty for the clean crowd. So you got to figure out where you're at, right? So I took that idea of 100% and I would always see like the comics that were 100% who they were presenting to their audience as in Let's take for consider. I was speaking to Josh Blue, and Josh Blue talked about how um, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a pothead comic. You know, I talk about pot here and there, but Doug Benson, he he shouts it from the mountains. You know, he 100% embraces that. 
And when Josh Blue said he 100% embraces that, that means that Doug's audience knew 100% that they were going to see a pothead comic. Right. You know? So I see that with the restaurants where it's like, they they don't have that focus of like, we are a 100% Italian restaurant. We're only doing Italian food. We're not a bar. We're not this and that. So it's, it's, it's uh, interesting to kind of try to put that in you. Now, it's hard for a comic to be 100% anything. Honestly, it's hard. We're right. too complex, you know? That would be literally like John Panette. John Panette was 100% the guy that ate food, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Jim Gaffigan, 100% right. the guy that ate food. So you knew that's what you were kind of see. But I don't know if it's like, if you're the same way, it's, it's, it, I don't want to be a hundred percent. I get rebellious. I get rebellious even against myself because there've been years where I've gone 100% clean. I'm doing this and I made an album and then I went right back to in the clubs. You know what? I'm a dog off a leash. I'm going to have fun. And yeah. then it's like, and I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, tonight I'm going to be clean. But then the next night I'm like, I don't want to know more. Like, so I go, I go back and forth because I'm so anti-authority. I'm against my own. I'm like, you can't yeah. tell me what to do, Kristen. I'm like, but I, I'm trying to look out for us. <laughs> <laughs> who are you to tell me who I am? Right. <laughs> but at the same the time, mirror. I think early, like the, the longer we do this, the more we kind of like our brand becomes like, oh no, I, I know I'm definitely not that. And I can narrow down things I'm not. Yeah. Because when I first started, um, I was straight. Um, I was, I drank on stage. I was a huge pothead. Like a lot of things that I'm not anymore. You know, now yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. you're gonna see a gay comic. I'm probably going to talk about a cat at some point, you know, I'm probably yeah. not going to like shock you too much, yeah. you know, but it's like, I had to whittle down my menu to like the four or five dishes that I'm best at. Cause I started with like a cheesecake factory menu. There I don't know if, are. are you Italian? Do you serve burgers? What are you a salad place? What are you? Yeah. Are we doing just dessert? What is yeah, this? Are we, are we, yeah. Is it just cheesecake? How many cheesecakes do you have? Yeah. 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 So that, I think that's it. And, uh, it's hard to be one thing, but it's even harder to be 80. Um, yeah. and defining that brand and, and, you know, the, the idea of brand or whatever, yes, we have to, to kind of think that way. I read the book, uh, Keller Williams one, and he talked about that, you know, the, the owner of, of Keller Williams or the creator, he's like, define yourself by one thing. I, I'm very much an information, uh, addict. I like to piece things together. So with that example, I would look into the careers of people that I kind of admire, like Dr. Dre. And Dr. Dre was known for his beats, right? So he's known as, as the guy that makes great beats, great beats, great beats. Then when the idea of apparel came along, they wanted to do a shoe with him. He's like, nah, it's not, I don't know, that doesn't fit me. So they came up with headphones and they called it Beats, Beats by Dre. So it's literally something everyone said is like, you want good beats, get beats by Dre, get beats by Dre. And so he made headphones, which it fits the producer, right. called it beats by Dre. Right. And uh, that's what hit a billion. That's what made him a billionaire. And I remember seeing it personally with a friend who for the first time saw beats by Dre at Best Buy. And he thought it was going to be beats like he thought it was going to be a, a box filled with like oh man i'm gonna get some instrumentals not knowing like that right. that was the trick <laughs> so it's so that cool. you know i i piece all those things together and i'm like okay so how much can i adopt to myself and i guess that's what kind of i get intrigued about when when uh 
when reading books about business or watching shows about business or talking about business. Like Shark Tank. Shark Tank is all about branding. It's all about, yes. like, so you mentioned that you like Shark Tank. It's one of my wife's guilty pleasures. And so I end up watching it more than I ever thought I would. Um, but it is like, it's it, it, it can hook you in and basically i think i mean the sales pitch goes a long way but if they have if they have good branding if they if they know their brand inside and out um i don't know i guess they're more likely to get a deal i don't know i don't no, know yeah sometimes exactly i can't tell it. why people don't bite on some of the stuff yeah i think you can know you know with with uh shark tank what i've noticed the most is when the person that is pitching the idea when they just don't want to let go of what they thought they were you know like and, or, or they just don't understand. It's like, look, um, you're going to have to sell part of yourself. You're not going to get the best. You're not going to get your ultimate deal. If you do amazing, but you're not. And if you can deal with that going in, then, then you can kind of compromise through life. Cause it, it life is just a bunch of compromises. And I watch the show for that to see the attitude. There's some people with brilliant products on there that just will not let go of, of the dream deal that they want, right. you know? And uh, sometimes we have to make that. It's like we talked about, like doing these gigs that, that you know, a lot of comics would be like, oh, this is beneath me. It's like, well, for what? <laughs> Probably, oh, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> let's do it anyway. I might get five fans out of it, right. you know? I might I might be able to, I've, I've learned the compromise is this. If the gig I feel is beneath me, and I accept it, well, then that means that this is a night for me to play around with my set, you know, versus a corporate gig that pays me a, a good amount. It's like, well, you're going to get the polished yeah. set, yeah. yeah, you know, and you learn that. You learn the compromise of like, okay, I'll take the gig, but you're not getting <laughs> right. Right. the best of me, you know? Uh, and, and I'm working it, on my I chops. Think. I'm doing what I've done. Like, this is what the, exactly the same kind of gig I did back in, back in old Texas, back when I was first starting, I'm still going to do these and I'm probably gonna do it the same way where here's my trusted, here's some shit. I don't know. I'm going to throw yeah. it out there. And, and I don't even, I don't even care if it works out great. I'm going to go work yeah. on that later, but this is uh yeah, this is the same thing I've done for 20 years and the good stuff goes into the high paying gigs and yeah. the other it's stuff is a mystery. It's a mystery to all of us. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. It's a big mystery. And uh, I think I like that. I've been obsessed with puzzles. Since I should have wrote, wrote that down. Puzzles oh, are my favorite thing. God damn it. We're gonna have to have you back on. I'm so I'm leaving on uh, uh, Sunday on a cruise ship and I'm just convinced I'm gonna get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know because you went through it. <laughs> yeah, and everybody I know right now is like, I got COVID tested positive. I'm in the bowels of a ship. I'm like, Oh, God. So I packed two uh, I'm trying to keep them on the low, like three to 500 pieces, like two oh, yeah. of them. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't know how much space I'm going to have, Yeah. but I picked a couple puzzles. Cause I'm like, if you're, if you're on lockdown, it's the best thing to do. I didn't know you were a puzzle guy. Oh, they were all gone. Uh, I remember when the lockdown first happened, it was hard to find puzzles. Oh, I'm a big puzzle guy to the point where, um, if the, I, I stayed at a Airbnb a while ago and there was a puzzle out. And that was it. I was just there all night putting it together. <laughs> and I can't watch other people put puzzles together because they just, they get aggravated. And puzzles are all about patience and order, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And uh, it's, I think living that lifestyle as a kid is kind of how I would puzzle together life. You know, I'd start, okay, what's the order of it? What's peace in this? But you, don't you hate when somebody you can, 
just jams a piece and then you don't know they did it until the end and you're like why is this not fitting and then you find the brown the brown piece that was jammed into just the sand ever so slightly off you're like, yeah you can go I mean, there man i had to redo the whole and it's an end piece you did yeah like yeah 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 Oh, I like puzzles. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Because it's a good way to approach because you're like, I'm going to complete it and it feels good. The way to get there is just, just start. To me, I start at the edges. I start at the edges. And then if it's a, we did, I'd have you back on to talk about puzzles. Yeah. Because we did these, (laughs) my mom got these, they're called mystery puzzles and you don't have the picture of them. You just read the mystery and we were, you know, something to do with my mom. So you read this like like the, the movie clue or something who killed mr body and it gives you like it kind of describes the room that you're in no picture and then you gotta put the Funny. puzzle together so we're like we know there's a piano so someone's putting together the piano someone's putting together a painting over there and then you kind of try to fit the object into the puzzle it's a different way than i've worked in before yeah that's interesting so fun i mean there if was... you think that's fun america yeah 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 <laughs> I, I would i would love it i uh <laughs> i was staying at my my uh about a couple of years ago, I went with my girlfriend to her parents' house on the holidays. They also have a lot of puzzles. And uh, we pulled out a puzzle and started doing it. Didn't really look at the box at all, right? There was like a picture on it. And finally, after like getting really frustrated with it, we looked at the box and it was literally called the world's most impossible puzzle because it had a, the pic- uh, picture on both sides flipped upside down. So no, you know, like you couldn't just follow the pieces. And I was just like, oh my, no wonder we weren't getting this. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you get that for an X. Like that's yeah. something that you give to someone yeah. you just don't like. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what it felt like. And I I was happy to find out that it it was just supposed to be impossible because I, I really was hurt that I couldn't figure this puzzle out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start traveling with a puzzle every time I'm on the road and I'm going to hope that we end up working together. Because we will oh man, we'll finish gonna, it. We call it playing puzzle. We're gonna play puzzle. We'll play puzzle. Yeah. We'll put it in the green room, and then we'll just spend the whole time. There should be more yeah. puzzles in green rooms. Uh, you know, and I'll give you one more puzzle story. Uh, I was doing Chicago Improv the one time they let me headline it. <laughs> the one time, and some <laughs> fan that I didn't even know was a fan bought me a uh, glass puzzle that was a a little Bambi, but it was like a statue, so you had to piece it together. Oh wow. Yeah, and I pieced it together. I don't even know how they knew I liked puzzles or if they just randomly did it. So it kind of freaked me out. Uh, and it just turned into a little Bambi statue. But that was my thing for the whole weekend in the green room was putting a little that's puzzle cool. That's cool. It's the weird, the things that, that's why, I, you know what, that's why I do this podcast is because I find out what do comics do when we're not comedying and we usually talk about them in the green room. You know, when we're not talking about like food and porn, there's really a lot of things that comics get into. Um, yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun to find, find all our, all our hobbies. Well, yeah. well, the puzzle a... of porn, porn itself is a puzzle. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. You, start... you gotta start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do I like? Let me figure out the edges of everything I like, you know, but once you get to that middle part of, 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 oh, that's where it's the dirtiest. You're like, Love okay, now that we're last done. piece in boy, that we're is out. the best. <laughs> It's time for five quick questions. All right, this is the podcast in three parts. There's a chit chat. There's five quick questions and a rad lib. We've chit chatted. Now it's time for five quick questions. Products that were featured on Shark Tank. All you have to tell me is did Shark Tank uh, pick them up or did they pass on them? And these are all 
multi-million dollar products, very popular okay. products. Uh, they all went on Shark Tank and Shark Tank either bit or passed. Uh, okay. so yes or no. Number one, Books, the flower delivery company, was on Shark Tank. Did Shark Tank give an offer or did they pass? The flower delivery company, that sounds like something that... Books. Uh, not Lori. It would have either been Lori or, or I forget the, the name of the other female shark. No, or wasn't it? I think they, I think somebody did say yes to that one. And I No, it, they passed on Books. They passed on it? Yes, and it is no. like the largest flower delivery company right now. Like, it's what my wife uses. Like, I get an email for Books almost every day, and they're so, so popular, and Shark Tank passed on it. Wow. Okay, number two, number two. I mean, I'm rooting against you, so... Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Number yeah, yeah. two. You won that one. The Squatty Potty, which is one of the greatest products that's ever been invented. The Squatty Potty, the stool that you put your feet on, it, it makes it more efficient when you go. If you don't have one, my God, yeah. go get one. Did Shark Tank uh, participate in it, or did they pass? Oh man, now I'm now I'm doubting myself, but I think they did participate in the Squatty Potty. That is correct. Lori yeah. owns 10% of Squatty Potty, and she bought 10% of Squatty Potty for $350,000. Great buy, Lori. And seriously, yeah, yeah. everybody, if you don't have a squatty potty, get a squatty potty. And get a get a legit one, because I got one that was like a squat, you know? And, <laughs> and it was just a step. And it was like, this is not comfortable. It didn't have the, the incline of it. Right. Like, you got to get the incline. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's supposed to fit snugly against your toilet and you pull it out. I needed to, yeah. I had to explain to my dad that you pull it out. He was like, how do you get your feet up on there? I'm like, That's dad, funny. you pull it out. No one rides their toilet like that. That's like... funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three, number three, uh, Bombas socks. Bombas socks. Very popular socks. There yes. are no slip socks. I know socks. it. I know the pitch. I remember them pitching it, and they were all against the whole uh, giving a pair away for free. Uh, they passed. I think they passed. And it was Damon that was the one that said, We don't want to give. Or it could have been him that said, Yes. Uh, I think they passed. I could be wrong. It was Damon, and he said yes. He did say yes. Yes, okay, he said yeah, yes. Right. No, you're good. You know your stuff. He owns 17% of Bombas, so he got a good percentage of it for 200000 yeah. For Kodiak Cakes. Kodiak Cakes, it's a pancake mix, and now they have, like, muffins, all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I eat their pancakes almost every morning. Kodiak Cakes went on Shark Tank. Um, multi-million dollar company. I think they said yes. They passed on Kodiak Cakes. Oh my god! Oh my god! I made this too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm smoking you. Oh no! Great. Okay. I need to watch them all over again now. Oh my god! Listen, <laughs> I've seen all these episodes and I couldn't tell you what made it and what yeah. doesn't because sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. All right, last one, number five, number five, and uh, this is to just a nail, nail in your coffin. Ring, ring. The they doorbells. And... That is correct. That's correct. Yes. You got that one right. All right. <laughs> answered my questions you talked to me and now it's time it's my favorite part of every episode and now it's time for rad libs um so here's what happened i've written a story and i've left out some parts of speech if you give me those words then we're gonna create a hilarious story together um are you ready to play rad libs let's do what i i can i need to brush up on my english terms like <sighs> well, noun, adjective and verb <laughs> Well, I'm not the smartest uh, apple in the in the tool shed, so let's see. Let's start with a verb ending in ing. Okay, jumping. Yes. I need a number. Uh, 17. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Uh, a body part. Toe. Yes. Big toe, specifically. 
<laughs> That's the one. That's the one we were looking for. Uh, a container. I don't want to say Tupperware. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. You already said it. Plural noun. It could be anythings. Just objects, somethings. Yeah. Geese, Person, right? places, or things. Geese. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, ooh, next one is animals. Plural. Animals, plural. The Whoa. irony. All right. Mice. Mice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a verb. Punch. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, another plural noun. Octopi. Occupation. Mobster. Yes. Excellent. Uh, an important person. Greta Thunberg. Yes. <laughs> Personal question. How much do I love Jackie Chan? Uh, something uh, listed on a driver's license. Uh, expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. A food. Oh, you know, just do pizza. Everybody likes pizza. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, an affirmative response that's not yes. We'll definitely look into that. <laughs> a liquid. Oh, a shampoo. Uh, a nickname. Nikki No Nose. A praise for a dog. A praise for a dog. Oh, man, he's right here, too. I hope he doesn't think I'm talking about him. Nice potty. There you go. Nice potty. Okay, we got a story. We got a story. All right, okay. Woo! All right, everybody, this is uh, how to succeed in business. <laughs> I can't wait. I need to, I would like to succeed in business. Here we go. Uh, how do you succeed in business? One word, jumping. That's right. With my business strategy tips, you'll be jumping your way to success in no time. All you have to do is follow my 17 easy tips. And before you know it, you'll be making money big toe over fist. <laughs> yeah. One, invest wisely. Don't keep all your geese in one Tupperware. <laughs> True. And True. never count your mice before they punch. If you're unsure whether to invest in tech stocks, crypto, or octopi, then talk to a professional mobster. They are the experts. Step two, relationships. Treat every potential client like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. Learn their names and expiration dates. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask them, how much do I love Jackie Chan? <laughs> That's an icebreaker. That's right. Most importantly, never refuse an invitation. Some of the biggest business deals are made over pizza. Uh, if a colleague asks you to a party or event, always say, well, we'll definitely look into that. <laughs> Step three, stay positive. When life gives you lemons, make shampoo. There you go. Mm -hmm. Every day when you wake up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror and say, Nikki No-No's, nice potty. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! And well that, done, Nikki Dodos. That, that would work. All of those things would make somebody a great business person. I can't wait to see my money just rolling in, big toe <laughs> yeah. over fist. Yes. <laughs> tell, tell everybody watching and listening where they can find you and what you've got coming up. Uh, you can find me at Nick Comic on on almost everything. Instagram is usually where I put up my most stuff. Guys. Nick is hilarious. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting in front of me. Um, so, guys, follow follow, and uh, find all of Nick's clips online. You are very, very talented, coming, very clever. Um, always run, always nice to run into you. So, thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Interview complete. Sealing Nick in Tupperware and storing him next to the geese.
I am really going to have to talk to her about how to say goodbye to guests. Well, bye, Nick. Thank you for coming on, guys. Please find, follow, become a fan of Nick. And uh, hey, find me online, kristenkey.com. Follow me on all my social media. Join the Patreon. It's a good way to support this and all my shows. And uh, get a cameo for me. It's a great way to give someone a unique gift. Every week, most weeks, some weeks, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comedian. We're going to chit-chat, play five quick questions, play rattle up at the end. Until next time. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows plan.